Welcome, <laughs> welcome back to Harry Potter and the Cursed Sisters. Um, it is Taylor and Sage Reagan. This is Sage. That's Taylor. Yep. We don't know how we do our intros yet, so this we'll is figure ha- it out. Yeah. So currently, Sage and I are under a blanket fort, taking after one of our favorite podcast groups, and that's why we drink. Go listen to them. They're dope. Yeah, they're really good. They're if you awesome. like, tr- if you like true know. crime and paranormal, and if you don't, then... and if you like funny, if you like to laugh, yeah, any I'd of those recommend things. it. So yeah, so we're sitting in our lounge. Like, funny. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay, go. <laughs> so we're sitting in our lounge under a blanket with blankets hanging around the walls. Does that how sound? Is that how sound works? We don't. We don't know. We aren't smart. What do we know? Well, you are an engineer, so. Yeah, but I'm not this Actually, no, you're a future engineer. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, so yeah, so today we are reading, well, first of all, any news, Sage? It's her 25th birthday a couple days ago. It was fun. It's her 25, getting old, Mm -hmm. uh, and found out that I, we are in this pandemic right now, and I stopped doing that. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, in this pandemic right now, I just found out that I'm going to be able to go back to work down in California, so. We're going to try to get through as many recordings as possible before I head down because that wasn't really in the plans originally. But now you'll get money, which is good. Yep. So, yeah. Okay. So, anyways. um, Okay, Sage. I guess we'll – oh, any news, other news for you? No. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair. Well, we're going to the book. So, today we will be going over, reviewing, rereading um, Harry Potter book one. Chapter two. What's the name of the chapter, Sage? The Vanishing Glass. Yep. <laughs> okay. Here we go. And as always, we're starting with the. Sorry. <laughs> well, you can say this part. No, it's okay. okay. <laughs> and as always, we're starting with the question portion. So Sage has, um, since she has read the books less than I have, she's rereading them right now for the second time. And I. This is my third time, actually, now. That's fair. So, um, I'm pretty Originally, well when we, this idea say. first came up, we, Sage had, like, just restarted. So, we were like, oh, we'll do it on that reread. But then Sage, like, blew through all the books because they're Audio the best. Audiobooks are yeah. the best. Yeah. Not because I'm a fast reader. Yeah. So, now she's done with all of them. So, we're going around for her third time. And mine, um, well, for the first books, this is probably, like, my 15th time. So. <laughs> Ready? <laughs> Yeah. All right. (laughs) So, Taylor. Yes. What was Harry's dream about? His dream Mm -hmm. was about a green light and, like, a flying motorcycle. I'm going to give you half because there was no green light, but there was a flying motorcycle. Okay. Good job. Half point. For those listening at home. If you got it right, you get one point, and you're better than Taylor. Congrats! And what is the right it's answer, Sage? Oh, the right answer. Hold up. <laughs> <laughs> it's a. There had been a flying motorcycle in it. That's it. He's had this dream before, though. So if you got that too, extra point. 
Good job. Congrats. All right, Taylor. Yes. I gave you heads up on this one, so you That's have true. time to think it through. I'm expecting you to get every single one right. A lot's happened in between then and now. <laughs> but... So, Taylor, for your yes. second question, I want you to name all of Dudley's birthday presents. All 38 of them. Or the ones that J.K. Rowling named. They, I was going to say. <laughs> she didn't actually say all 38 of them, but... Um, okay the ones that she names he got a bike yes what kind of bike a like bmx racing type of bike yeah i don't really know bikes but racing is correct so okay (laughs) sounds good oh he got video games how many he got i know it was like a really large number um was it 20? It's below 20 and above 15. 17? <laughs> no. 16? Yes. Okay. Um, he got... Uh, do you get a tortoise? No. No. Okay. I feel like he... Okay. Um, I don't think... I may have... I kind no, of skimmed no, no, this no. chapter, so... If... He did get a tortoise, and you guys know for a fact. And I'm wrong. My bad, you know. Not the first time well, I'm going to mess up. I was going to say, or, I think actually he got a tortoise what? like another birthday. Hi, Mom. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> judgment in her eyes. <laughs> My, our mom is really proud of us. Uh, me as an unemployed 25-year-old and Sage as a... Well, she's an engineering student, so... I'm on break right now. Yeah, true. Next... What did he get? Okay. Um, what do you put the video games into? Like a, a, well, a video game console, but did they have those, or was it a computer? It was a computer. Technically, computer. they're computer games, but, like, I guess they're kind of the same thing, so. I mean, they're both video games. Why are you making it like Because this? my head hurts. The stage that is being dampening the sound too much. What? The more, that's a thing? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, fine. Um, Continue. Did he get... TV? Yes. And what about a watch? <gasps> Good job. <Okay>. Cool. <laughs> that um, wasn't condescending. I just gave her a hint that it was a watch. Yeah, okay. I was yeah, saying Sage. Do you want to fix your hair? What's wrong with my hair? Well, no, I mean, so it doesn't hurt your head. No, it's fine. I just have a weak neck. I can see that. Okay. <laughs> Anything else? <laughs> There's still one, two, three, four, five to go. To the zoo? Yep. Does that count? That counts. Does that count as two? Yeah. Okay, Because he got two presents at the zoo, but I don't know what they were. Maybe they said it. Maybe they didn't. I don't know. Okay. Cool. Um, What do you put into your new TV? A VCR? Yeah. Good job. I'm brilliant. (laughs) Okay, is that all? No, there's two more. Oh my god, what? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Oh wait, there's three more. What? Um, oh, an electric plane. Yes, good job. And then... A telescope? No. <laughs> a, video- <laughs> a video camera. Sorry, I'm playing charades right now. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, and then this is who it's from. Okay, so it's not a gift, but it's who it's from. No, but it's a gift from someone, but they don't okay. say what it is. So. Aunt Marge. Yeah. 
If you don't move this blanket, Sage, <laughs> you stop moving the blanket. I can just see your mouth and you I look like that. Okay, you know, in, in Star Wars, in like the third one, when they go to Jabba's hut to save Han Solo. Yeah. And the guy they speak to, like, you can only see his mouth. Yeah. That's but what you look like. Does it the mouth? I don't know. I need to rewatch that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Good job. I'm gonna give you a half point for that one too because you needed a lot of help. Cool. So, so what I you have one point. Me, that's right. More questions. <laughs> yeah, we do. All right. Um, what metal is the number on the Dursley's front door made out of? What? <laughs> How many times have you read this book, Taylor? Copper. Actually, I'm gonna have to check. <laughs> what? I told you it was going to be hard. Uh, I think it's brass. So you're wrong. You get zero points. Damn it. Yeah, brass. Okay. <laughs> so one out of three. Ow. Good job. Another book just on me. <laughs> sucks. Okay. This is why you need to keep your head back. You need to keep your head back. Thank God. What are three examples Harry gives for strange things happening to him? Like the strange the strange things that happen to him? Yeah. He's like, strange things happen to me all the time. Like. Okay. Uh, one of them was jumping onto the roof of his school. He was going to jump onto the trash cans, but instead he jumped onto his roof. And then the other one is Aunt Petunia cut all his hair off besides his bangs to cover his scar. And then in one night, he grew all his hair back because he was worried about going to school and looking like a weirdo. And then lastly, I think lastly, unless there's more, Aunt Petunia, um, she uh, tried to put an ugly sweater of Dudley's on Harry. And then he didn't like it. So just kept on shrinking. (laughs) And Aunt Petunia was like, oh, it must be the dryer. Yes. Cool. Okay. Good job. Why did I get? Well, we still have one more question. What? Okay. <laughs> you just took forever answering the present one. Last but not least, how does Harry feel about the snake when he first sees it? He is like, wait, are you asking me six questions? I'm asking you three. No, five. <laughs> <laughs> I think. No, you one, asked me six. Two, three. Four. Five. I asked you five. Oh. Okay. Harry, when he sees Snake, he's like, oh man, you're in a cave, in, or cave in a cage, and <laughs> people are beating on your windows every day trying to wake you up, and you're like, dude, I just want to like lay here, and but then you're also maybe kind of bored, and it's like, wow, that really sucks. Okay, I'll give you that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was looking for how he thought he didn't understand how the snake did die from boredom and being in that cage must have been worse than being locked under the stairs so close enough cool do you want to know your final score yeah it's pretty bad oh um drum roll please i can't really drum roll because i'm holding things <laughs> yeah this doesn't really work <laughs> you got really? three out of five points no i got three and a half out of no the what was Harry's dream about? I gave you half because right. you combined two things at the same time. Okay. That's so half that fine. was wrong. 
Dudley's B-Day present. I gave you half because you needed so much help on them. Okay. The number, the medal on the number of the Dursley's front door, you were just wrong. So zero points. That's oh. one point. And then <laughs> what are the three examples? Another point. And then how does Harry feel about a snake? Another point. That's three points. <laughs> two half points and then a zero that's a one point and then two more points that's three points damn it <laughs> you learn to count okay well congratulations thanks you gotta see appreciate it okay well now we need to go into the books um so before we do that you guys don't know this but sage and i are actually gonna take a quick intermission to go well, now they know it well true but we'll see you in a second yeah we'll be back you guys won't notice exactly but if you guys don't know right now different cast members from the harry potter movies the theater shows the new movies new movies whatever they're all on spotify reading the books chapter by chapter the first chapter is actually read by daniel radcliffe and then yeah it goes for there so what? <laughs> what did I thought he wrote the second chapter, so I was going to name them all off, and then I felt bad that I couldn't remember, so I just stopped. <laughs> yeah, so we are going to go listen to the second chapter and take notes. Yeah. We'll see you in a second. Yeah. Goodbye. You guys won't even know. It's been a fun time. Okay, I just think we're back. Just kidding. We're back. Okay, <laughs> see you soon. <laughs> We're back. Hello. <laughs> yeah. So this chapter is chapter two, The Vanishing Glass. So make sure you guys are caught up on Spotify this week. Noma Dum... Oh, I really should have looked up how to say this before I had to say it. Dum... Is... Dum Wesner? Dum Wesney? Pause. Let me clean my glasses. I'm sorry. I'm almost done. I just... I can't really see very well. It would really bother you too if you had glasses. I'm not going to try to pronounce your name again because I know I'm going to butcher it. I'm really sorry. I should have looked up how to do it before. Was it Sage Noma Demesmi? Well, she plays Stage Hermione in Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. And she did a great job. I think she did a really good job. I was impressed. Yeah, I really liked her. I was like very impressed. Definitely you can tell that she's a stage actor. Mm-hmm. But she was very into it. I liked it. Yeah, it was good. So everyone go over... You can listen to it on Spotify. I don't know if it's only on Spotify or not. I'm not sure. I think it's only on Spotify. On Spotify or also on the Wizarding World of Harry Potter online. You can also actually watch them, speak it, read it <laughs> there. So that's awesome. Good job, Noma. All right. Yeah. So moving on. Good job, past Sage, for confusing Taylor. That was a fun time. <laughs> so, so far, the points for houses stand at... And I'm sorry if anyone has given me their points and they aren't updated yet for the podcast. They will be updated in the future, but right now they aren't because uh, we haven't actually posted a podcast when we're filming this one. (laughs) Filming (laughs) when we're recording this one. So right now points for houses are Gryffindor. We have seven points. Good job to me. And Slytherin has two points. 
Sage messed me up twice. Slytherins, don't worry. I'm going to mess her up much more and we'll get way ahead. I just kind of messed up the first round of questions. I thought she didn't know a lot more than she didn't know. What am I saying? You know what I'm saying. I thought she didn't know a lot, but she does. But I'll, I'll be on it next time. Don't you yeah. worry. Well, you're on it this time. Your questions were ridiculous. <laughs> and our listeners will know that. Uh, Hufflepuff is standing at a, you know, pretty solid zero, but that's okay. It'll change. We have and, faith in you. Yeah. And Ravenclaw is also sitting in at a pretty solid zero. So that will also change. That's my second house. I'm here for you guys. I'm just more here for Slytherin, so. And Slytherins, if any of you get the questions right, let us know. Those still count for you. Sage just forgets them for messing me up. So. Okay, so let's talk about the last chapter. So the last chapter was the first chapter of the first book. So we kind of followed Mr. Dursley around on his day as he saw all these weird things that were going on throughout his day. <laughs> we then met Dumbledore, Nerva McGonagall, and Hagrid. They have a little discussion about what happened to the Potters and about why Harry needs to stay with his relatives, even though they are the worst. They then leave him on the doorstep to be found out about the next day to take a so... Take it away, Sage. What happens right. in this chapter? So we say goodbye to Harry. And then, hey, we're back ten years later. And who is it? It's Harry. He's having a dream about a flying motorcycle. <clears throat> That's what it's called. He's living under the stairs and he's sleeping. But then Petunia wakes him up by yelling at him to make breakfast. Yeah, so Petunia sucks. Yeah, I think that's, we can agree about that. <laughs> yep, that's French. all I have to say on that. That was my only note, was that Petunia sucks. And but it's an important note. I just wanted to say it really yeah. quickly. So, surprise, it's Dudley's birthday. How could Harry have forgotten? And Dudley gets a lot of things. He gets a second TV and a racing bike, which Harry does not understand why Dudley would want a second racing bike or a first racing bike. <laughs> because he doesn't really exercise unless it has to do with beating Harry up or other people up. But Harry, lucky for him, is so fast that he gets to escape Dudley sometimes. Congratulations, Harry. We're proud of you. And this got me thinking, that's why Harry is a seeker. Because he's fast. Mm -hmm. Amazing. I'm a genius. Also, I'd like to point out this chapter that Dudley can't figure out 36 plus 3 equals 39. Sage also cannot figure that out. So make that a... Make... make Yeah, whatever. (laughs) You can't figure out that saying. So. I can't speak. <laughs> it's okay. It's been a long night. It has been. Um, and then we learn that Petunia has told Harry that his parents died in a car crash, and that's how he got his lightning bolt scar. We learn that Harry has been has been told not to ask questions about his past or his parents, and that according to the Dursleys, not asking questions is the first rule to a quiet life. But wouldn't my question is, wouldn't that make Harry more curious? Yes. Like, if someone asks, says, don't look into this, what are you going to... The first thing you're going to do is be like, I need to know more about that. No, Sam, I fully agree. I feel like their uh, their plan to have Harry not be interested in it just heightened his interest. I feel it's like really stupid. they could just, like, have made a story about it, like, a really boring story and told him. Yeah. And then, like, he would have just been fine with it and not thought about it, but course he probably does to be fair though what kind of boring story happens when your parents die when you're a baby that's fair but like i think there's more less interesting stories than like a dark wizard killing 
your parents <laughs> <laughs> like there's other ways well, they told him that his parents died in a car crash yeah but what car was it when was it? where were they going <laughs> what car? where were they going you to paint the picture for me what <laughs> color was it also i like to point out that petunia loved to spy on her neighbors but when it comes to like petunia's lives and the dursley's lives no questions asked. She does not like anyone knowing anything. And that's very hypocritical of her. I don't like that. She well, shouldn't be like that. I think it's like Dudley can ask questions. It's just that Perry can't ask but questions. Do you think that they want neighbors asking? They don't want neighbors asking no, questions. That's why they want to be like perfectly normal. Yeah. But Petunia loves to spy on other people. Like, But it's she because like she if- spies on everyone else's business. And that's why she, that's why like they're so invested in other people's business and their wrongdoings. They don't want that kind of criticism trained back on them. They're seeing the they're seeing the world the way they react to the worlds. It's hypocritical. It is. I think we can, but yes, that's correct. Also, it seems to me like even though they're really stuck in wanting to be in reality and having to seem normal, they don't really use logic that much because when it comes to things that they can't explain, they just. They only accept things in their worldview, even if it doesn't make sense with logic. Yeah. Like, oh, Harry is jumping onto the roof and doesn't know he's a wizard, but he's still doing it. It doesn't make sense. They're trying to bully the magic out of him. Yeah. It sucks. They suck. It does. I'm glad that we can all agree on the Dursley sucking. <laughs> For sure. Anyways. I mean, I don't them. know. Some people might love the Dursley. Maybe. I, I, do I want to talk to those people? I don't no. know. We can have a good argument and then leave it at that. Anyways, they find out that Miss Fig broke her leg so she can't watch Harry after all. And this co- is Harry's excited because they were going to go to the zoo. And Harry's thinking, oh, I'll be able to stay home alone and do whatever I want. You know, we all have been there. Yeah. But they eventually decide to take Harry to the zoo with them because they don't trust Harry to be alone. I just like, A, I love that Mrs. Fig is in this so early. Like, I love from... You know, second chapter, first book, second chapter, J.K. Rowling had her in. I'm curious about whether she put her in now, knowing the plot she would have later, or if she's put her in now, not knowing. That's a good point. But that's something we're definitely going to have to look into. Probably should have looked into it on this podcast, but whatever. Um, We'll find out. If you guys know, let us know. Yeah. And also, I love Harry imagining all the things he could do when he's home alone. Like, being like, oh, I can play on the computer for a little bit i can watch an extra show on tv and i'm just like oh my god i did that as a little kid yeah wow you really relate to harry okay no (laughs) no i no yeah i miss being home alone yeah i miss not being trapped in quarantine with everyone (laughs) but it'll be over soon anyways also I want to know why the Dursleys think that keeping him close, keeping Harry close by will stop him from doing magic. Because it's not like Harry knows that he's a wizard. Yeah. You know, he's, they must at least on some level know that he's not doing it on purpose. So I think they just feel that if they bully him enough and are, abuse him enough, then he'll learn that if anything weird happens, like, then he shouldn't do it. And so they think to him, it's almost like, I don't know. You can tell me if you disagree with this. It kind of reminds me of, like, homosexuality where people are like, oh, it's a choice. And so they try to, like, stamp it out of whether it's their kids or someone else's kids or they send them off to, you know, camps to be straight. 
and they think they can like stamp it out because they're like oh it's a choice and so it, this reminds me of that where they're like obviously trying that's, to condition him they're trying to condition him to be like well not even condition him they're trying to be like oh it's his choice to make these magic things instead of accepting that no he's a wizard <laughs> like, i agree i think i'm seeing these parallels yeah so harry does admit that trouble does seem to follow him and recounts the time he flew onto the roof when Dudley's gang was chasing him, or when Petunia is forcing Harry to wear a sweater he did not want to wear, and while she was trying to put it on him, it shrunk into the size of a puppet, and it just <laughs> didn't work out for Petunia. And he also says there's a time when Petunia gave him a horrible haircut, he shaved off all of his head except for his bangs to cover his scar, and the next day all of Harry's hair had miraculously grown back. I want that superpower. That'd be great. I've given myself too many haircuts to not want that power. I'm wondering, why do you think that they know what Harry's scar is from? I I don't know. I go back and forth on this because part of me feels that Petunia actually does have enough knowledge of the wizarding world that she might be like, oh, the scar is from that. And it kind of makes, like, logically it makes sense. That being said, I think they're also stupid and they wouldn't ever try to figure out if it actually was or not, so. I mean, it could just be that they want, like, a pristine house and a pristine looking, like, uh, son, not son. Mm-hmm. What's the word? Nephew? <laughs> that? So they just want to seem like he's never had anything happen to him, yeah. you know? I get that. There's like, oh, well, she says she thinks it's ugly. Yeah. She does? I don't know that. Well, now well, I do. Apparently I... <laughs> you read it closer yeah. than I did. Also, how did Harry fly up onto the roof? Because it is established later on, I'm pretty sure, that mm-hmm. wizards for the most part can't fly. Because when Voldemort flies, everyone's like, oh my god, Voldemort can fly, you know? Yeah. So, so what the heck? I was thinking about this. I think it's big jumps. Like Jedi? <laughs> like Jedi or like, you know, the airbender? No, Ang always jumps really high because he's all the air. I know it's from the air. I really want to talk about Airbender. We'll talk about it later. We're, we're re-watching Airbender right now as right. well. Just oh got gosh, on Netflix. Oh yeah, because it's my first time watching yeah. Airbender. Okay, no, I'm not going to read all that. But I already have to edit this. That's true. That's a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I, I feel like it's big jumps. Big hops. That's a really big jump, though. He goes onto a school roof. <laughs> That's true. Maybe he did. Fl- I don't. I don't think he flew, though. Maybe he did, though. He's really powerful. I mean, is he? Harry, yes. He is. Yes. It's just in the movies, they don't make him seem that way. Okay, but I've been reading the book, and his power—he's not. His power comes from love. Love can't make you fly. Just protects you from killing curses apparently See, he also just is a really powerful wizard because both of his parents were really powerful i didn't realize that he that's just because like you wizard. are just such a hermione <laughs> snob that you're I'm like i'm not a hermione if no snob. one else was as smart as hermione no, then they're stupid hermione's annoying me right now actually so. we'll talk about that later <laughs> i'm on the seventh book right now anyways <sighs> so they go to the zoo and it's harry's first time at the zoo so he's very exciting He's very excited and he's enjoying it a lot. He even gets a lemon popsicle and some of Dudley's leftover ice cream because Dudley doesn't want it anymore. Wait, I don't know. Can I jump in really quick? Yeah. Okay. So he gets some of Dudley's ice cream, which is a Knickerbocker Glory. Do you know what Knickerbocker Glory is? Not really. Oh, not that. That's not a Knickerbocker Glory. Hold on. Sorry, people. It's, nope, not that either. 
Well, I know positive. where we're going next. Ooh, that looks good. I know, but look how big that is. And Dudley got mad that it wasn't big enough for something. And so they gave this one to Harry and they got him another one. I feel like it's after he ate like half awesome. of it. Can you make me that? That's awesome. <laughs> Anyways, I feel like I could give you all that. Okay. I mean, I'm not saying I couldn't. I'm just saying that's a, a lot. I agree. Do you know where the term comes from? Um, I thought it was a sex thing, if I'm being completely honest. <laughs> Knickerbocker is your underwear, right? Like knickers? knickers. Yeah. Knickers and then are- glory. It just sounded sexual. <laughs> so. I mean, context clues, I mm-hmm. got that it probably wasn't. You're just like, it's so good. It's as good as. Yeah. I knew that the thing wasn't, but then I was like, where does that term come from? Is it sexual? Well, knickerbockers are pants. Are pants like, you know, the pants that golfers wear? No. Like, I like here. Like, not all golfer, golfers, not like modern day ones, but like old ones. No. I've like never here. seen a golfer. Per- oh. <laughs> all right, continue. Oh, me? Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> At the zoo, there's a boa constrictor, and Vernon is knocking on the windows, trying to get the snake to wake up like an asshole. Rude. Yeah. Don't do that, dude. Mm-hmm. And they move away because they get bored eventually, and the snake's like, no, I'm not getting up. But Harry sees the snake, and he feels kind of bad for the snake because he thinks how boring it must be to be trapped in a glass cage all day long. So then Harry goes up to him and is like, what's up, my dude? So really quick to jump in here, maybe it's a bad time to jump in. I should have done it earlier, not before I figure out that Harry can talk to snakes. But uh, in the book, it says that, <laughs> that Dudley wants to go to the reptile area because he wants to find the biggest and baddest snake. And this might be inappropriate. I realize that he's turning 12 or 11. 11 he's turning 11. I realize this might be inappropriate. But imagine that he's older and doing this. Do you think he's trying to overcompensate for something? That's all I'm saying. I'm just laying it out there. Dudley seems Don't think like someone who needs to overcompensate yeah. for a, a lot. So, Well, at the end, he becomes good. That's true. Yeah. But for now. Right now. He's rough right now. But we're, we'll blame that on his parents, honestly. He's 11. So yeah. Okay. What can you say? Yeah. So Harry goes up to the snake and is like, what's up, my dude? I'm sorry. And the snake says, it's chill. It happens all the time. I'm used to it. And Harry feels bad for the snake. So he asks, where are you from? It's from Brazil. Amazing. But the snake was held in captivity. So it's never been to Brazil. <laughs> Say that again. It's in captivity. <laughs> what did I say? Captivity? You said captivity. <laughs> well, it was held in captivity. <laughs> the boys see that the snake's hanging out. It's talking to Harry. So they go over to it. And this glass vanishes. Boom. Doesn't make a sound, actually. But the snake escapes. That's the point. And the guys are like, oh my god, it almost ate me and strangled me and, ah, you know. It's annoying. Like, calm down, my dudes. But unfortunately for Harry, Pierce, Dudley's best friend, calms down enough to say that Harry was talking to the snake before it escaped. This does not sit right with Dudley. <laughs> or no, Vernon. It doesn't sit with, with any of them. But he locks Harry in the cupboard under the stairs until the summer holidays. 
Yep. That's pretty much literally child abuse, as we all know the Jerseys are terrible people. I'm kind of going to touch on that and child psychology, um, like trauma, a little bit later in the books. I don't want to get too hot and heavy on the second podcast. But pretty much all I was going to say is for a future looking, and this will kind of be our only discussion point today, but unless Sage has anything to add, um, looking at the books and looking as like how I was as a kid and like, cause I know who relate to it. I feel like the book really helped me not only kind of appreciate my own life more, but also it kind of, not kind of, it made me look around and notice the kids that didn't seem to be getting along. Cause they also say in this chapter how he has no one. He has no fr- He has no other family. He has no friends at school because everyone's afraid of Dudley's gang. And so he's just really alone. And so I think definitely growing up reading the books, and I think for a lot of kids growing up and reading the books, which is one of the reasons we all love Harry Potter, is that it made us be a little bit more empathetic and look around and notice the kids by themselves and be willing to go up and say hi and be like, what's up? How are you? Because this book just kind of illustrated how much like, you know, kids can be alone and it sucks. Well, I think it's especially important because when you're younger, you don't have as much life experience. So maybe when you're Mm -hmm. older, you like hear about things like this. But when you're younger, you don't have as much experience to empathize with people. So through stories like this, you are able to empathize with people more and that you can be more friendly towards people and reach out. I agree. I fully agree with that. I think when you're older, it's really easy like when you're older, you know, you like you can empathize more. But when you're younger, it's hard for kid books to write intense themes like this. And I think J.K. Rowling, um, well, we'll put this out there now. Well, we do have some issues with some. Well, I don't know if you know about her stance points on some things, but I have some issues with her stance points. I don't know much about her. I know she follow her on Twitter. I know she says stuff on Twitter, but I don't really have a Twitter. (laughs) Well, I do, but I never go on it. So I'm not up to date, really. That all being said, I do think that she does a a magnificent job of weaving these kind of deeper themes into her books in a way where she, where it doesn't feel like she's trying to teach you a lesson, but you learn one nonetheless. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. That's good. That's hard to do, I think. I agree. And I think that's why it's such a universally loved book. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of it. Are you excited for the next chapter? I'm so excited for the next chapter. Who reads it, Taylor? uh eddie redmayne yeah that sounds about right to me he's um, great would recommend do you know who we're gonna meet in the next chapter spoiler we will meet hagrid yeah yay we love hagrid oh wait actually or is that chapter four no we don't just kidding that was a lie wait what happens in chapter three then he gets all the letters no but at the end of chapter three we meet hagrid yeah so then in right. chapter three He's hearing a loud bang oh, on the door, and of yeah. course he thinks it's just a storm, and then he's like, no, it's not just a storm, someone's trying to get in, and then we go into chapter four. Okay, yeah. Chapter three will be fun. Yeah. I'm excited. All right, see y'all so, later. Oh, uh, wait. Well, also, last thing, I have gone through, and I've already set up a couple of our social media accounts, so right now, you can obviously find us on where you're finding us. <laughs> on, well, oh, no, this is Spotify. This? Well, this will be on any hopefully any podcast streaming services but at least itunes and spotify i love you guys so much we're making such fun family memories it's a weird time sorry our mom just came in and saw us under the blanket
Okay. So you can find us on Instagram at, I should have had this art pulled up before. Sorry, the people. You can just cut this out. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so you can find us on Instagram at HP and the CS, which stands for Harry Potter and the Chris Sisters, but I couldn't put that off. So it's HP and the CS. On Twitter, you can find us. I'm pretty sure it's also the same thing, but let me just double check really quick. On, t- oh. On Twitter, you can find us again at HP and the CS or Harry Potter and the Chris Sisters. And then also we have a website that is, well, we don't have our own domain yet, so, but it's linked on both of those sites that you can go and click on it and follow stuff on there as well. Anything to add? It's been a fun time. Yeah, so stay cursed. And stay magical. Yeah. Goodbye. Bye.